everybody. Welcome back to another TV edition of Sci-Fi Watcher here. Back to episode four of The Orville. Glad you could join us again this week. I'm Corey Charette, and joining me is my friend, Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, how's it going? Going well, Corey. Good to be here for another episode. Gotta love it as we play catch up on season one of The Orville for the season two premiere in December. Can't wait. So at least we'll know what's going on, refresh our memories, and be ready to go when season two hits. Cannot wait. All right, let's get into this episode. Uh, episode four, season one, called If the Stars Should Appear. September 28th, 2017, it came out with the usual cast of characters. Yet another episode written by Seth MacFarlane, this time directed by James L. Conway. The Orville runs into a 2,000-year-old huge derelict ship just drifting in space, and calamity ensues. Bum, bum, bum. I love the idea that this huge ship is just floating out there. Yeah, uh, and no one else has you know bothered to get on it. That's that's the weird part. Well, you remember they kept saying that they're on the edge of um, um, explored space. Oh, I must have missed that part. Yeah, they kept okay. saying to me, "We're at the edge of explored space." Blah blah blah. Which brings up a problem I have at the end of this episode too. But but yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I love I love the whole idea of this exterior interior the whole outside being inside the ship you know the the b- b- nice green fields the blue skies with the strange ceiling lights i guess you'd want to call them it's a dome yeah i mean they don't even hide the fact that it's a dome yeah i mean it looks very but beautiful or are these people and it's thousands of years and that's all you've seen that's all you you don't know it's wrong you're just like oh yeah that's how it looks and they don't even know what night is. That's the trippy part. Yeah. I mean, they're just, this is, this is the way things go. This is, you know, it's the, 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 it's always light out. We just sleep when it's light out. Yeah. And I, I would think your crops would, you know, need to be constantly watered or something. Oh yeah. I mean, if it's like our crops, I mean, unless they have some weird crops that handle sunlight 24 seven. Maybe they were scientifically engineered for constant light. Uh huh. Could I could be? I mean, I mean, I'm just I'm throwing Earth technology into this and Earth Earth agriculture and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, captain, the captain used the pickle jar pickles joke again. Yeah, I'm like, uh, how much are they going to use it before it gets worse? At least it wasn't two episodes back to back. But I was like, really? Couldn't you have come up with something else to say? Yeah. Something more catchy. Yeah. Hey, hey, Alara, can you can you knock on this door for me or something? I mean, I don't know what. Can you ring the bell for me or just? His delivery was kind of like jar of pickles. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it almost feels like every episode is gonna have a jar of pickles coming in. Yeah. And I do love the fact. I love, I love the fact that when they get to the uh, those farmers or whatever they are, and he's like, he's like, hi, I'm I'm Ed Mercer with the, and they get shot at. Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I just, I love that. Some some well placed humor in this episode. Definitely. I don't know. I just, it felt a little little awkward that like the, these people from that have weird clothing just walk out of nowhere and they really didn't freak out as much as they should have. You know? Oh, you think they they didn't freak out enough? Yeah, I mean, she's like, oh my gosh, she shuts the door and she runs away. It's like, uh, really? So these people with these. Brightly colored, looks like uniforms of some sort. I just show up in this this robot guy, which you've never seen anything like before. I mean, think about a, a 
for us, if we saw people in different uniforms, we'd just be like, okay, they're different, they're odd, but they're people. I would think uh, I forgot the robots. Isaac, mm-hmm. I would have scared most people. Right. They've never seen a robot ever. That's the thing. They have this. Well, I don't know if they have technology out there in the farmland. Really, I mean, we didn't see anything, did we? I can't remember. Well, no, we saw the we saw the truck. You know, they had those trucks. But was that the farmers or was that those weird soldier guys? The soldier guys, yeah. Yeah, well, they're from the city. Which kind of seems weird that these people know about this, uh, the Durrell or whatever it is, the word of Durrell. Like, now, remember, um, when they first get in and they, they, they talk about how big it is, they say it's the size of New York. Right. So that's really big. Uh-huh. Size of New York City, that's miles. You can have, and they said there were millions of people there, didn't they? Something like that. Yeah. I, I did like the fact that there was there was the one air thing talking about technology. I like the fact that the 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 dome blocked their signals from getting out. So Isaac had to like go out into the little like uh, docking bay to shoot signals. And I like the fact that when the ship had to go to to answer the distress call, they left this uh, communication beacon letting them letting the crew know, hey, we'll be back when we get a chance. That must have been Seth going, you know, in 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 other shows like Star Trek, they never tell when they're leaving. Right. Did they ever leave beacons before? I've never seen that before. I thought it was a great idea. Yeah. I mean, usually it's like, hey, Captain, we're going to be back in a little bit for you. Okay, we'll see you later. And that's usually the, the, the communicator way. Yeah. But this was different. It's like you can't directly contact the ship and vice versa. So how are they going to let you know they're gone? Right. I thought that was genius. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was a great idea. I, I kind of hope we get to see more un-Star Trek things <laughs> in the next season and the next episodes too. Yeah, but their mission was kind of like a throwaway thing to go after the the krill, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, I don't even understand why they had to take them out of the show. Oh, because of the whole thing of he wanted them to come down to help, you know, when uh-huh. they when they found out that Kelly was was captured. Uh-huh. That kind of felt a little too obvious to me. Like, hey, let's split up in teams. Shaggy, Scoop, you go that way, and the rest of us will go this way, type of thing. Kinda. Yeah. I, I felt like some somebody's gonna get captured, you know. Yeah. But uh yeah, I I thought it was weird that they only took they only took uh uh what's her name? I can't uh, what's the woman's name? Alora? No, they didn't take Alora. They they took uh The Doctor. No, the 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 ex wife. Kelly. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Yeah, there it is. Of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> and after after you say it, I see it. Yeah, they, I mean they they finally take they take Kelly with them. Um, but I don't know. I just it, I was like, why didn't you take them both? Why did you just take one? Right. Well, I guess because they shot the other. Oh, one. Well, because they shot her, and they're just like, oh, she's dead. Let I did. Go. I did like the the basically the huge magnet that pulled the bullets out of her. That was kind of cool. That was kind of cool, and I like how they said, well, you know, if you were a human, you would have been dead by now. But I don't see how that pertains to her skin, you know? I don't know. The whole Maybe. gravity thing having to do with her skin. But I'll let it slide. I don't know. I mean, I'm waiting for them to go to a planet that has a lot of gravity. She's like, yeah, I can't help you. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. Or somehow yeah. they stick her in a room. Like that could be a prison cell for her. Put her in a room with heavy gravity. Ooh. Think about it. If you put her in a room, she could rip a door open. Put her in a room and somehow have like a heavy gravity field around it. That's it. She's stuck. 
maybe we'll see that next season. Don't steal that, Seth. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I, that just, that just came to me. Oh, and, and we were talking about this before the show, but I, the, the, the people, the locals that have the brown dots on their heads and stuff like that, like speckles, mm-hmm. they kind of reminded me of, um, like Terry Farrell played one of them, uh, in, uh, she played Dax in, uh, Deep Space Nine. These, the, the race is called the Trill. They have those like brown speckles around the side of their heads and whatnot. And I didn't think about it until you said it, but they look almost identical, the brown spots. Yeah, I, I almost think it's kind of a nod to Deep Space Nine. Yeah, and I, I'm surprised they didn't get you know sued for that. <laughs> I don't I, I, like I said to you. I don't know how they could get sued for for putting dots on on the face. There, yeah. There's no mention of any like you know symbiote symbiote living inside them or you know the name of the races, the Trill or anything like that. They they just okay. They've got spots. I mean, there's races all over the universe that look similar. That's true. Yeah, they can explain it that way. We had it. We and you knew it was coming. The, the whole elevator scene. You know, there had to be awkward elevator talk. Right. I thought that was kind of cheesy. Yeah, it, it it felt like it's like it's so obvious. They're in an elevator, just standing there, like okay, all right, do the stupid elevator scene, scene which obviously is going to happen. It seemed really forced. I mean, I did like the fact that. That Kelly says a thousand light years from Earth, and you're still awkward in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> well, that part was funny. I think the best part of the whole thing is when they get to the bridge, and the captain is played by Liam Neeson. Mm, yeah, I mean, I think he's the biggest name we've seen so far in the show. So far, no spoilers. Ooh, Don't tell anybody. <laughs> right. All right. He plays Captain Durrell, of course. You know. I like the whole idea that the, the engine shut down, the ship is drifting, and then society just evolves on the ship. Which I mean that that would that makes total sense. That, you know, it's been there for so long that they forgot where they were. Uh-huh. That part makes sense, but you know, I would think someone would have kept logs or something. They would have documented it. Yeah, he was it seemed like he was like the only person left on the bridge. He's like, Okay, I've emptied the bridge. And that's it. We're done. We're not going to talk about it or anything. It's just. And the doors. I mean, they'd never tried to open those doors. That's the part I was like, so you see these doors all around. Mm-hmm. Don't bother try to open them. Yeah. But Unless there's lore that like, oh, you can't go near the doors, you know. Maybe. It was nice for them to open the the, the dome and the darkness comes in. It's kind of like, I loved how they, people look it up and it's just darkness and they're like. Wow, what the heck is that? Yeah, I did like that. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming now that they set it up where there's a timer where the sun will come up and go down or whatever. I mean, I would think so. I mean, I, that's to, probably what it was for. Yeah, you know, so you can still have like day and night there. They did say that they're going to send the uh, some people to come help them. Mm-hmm. It would be cool to have a callback to them, maybe in a future episode. The, the, yeah, the thing though that bothered me about this episode it seems like that there was really no substance to the story. They go on the thing, they run into the kid, they go eat, eat some crappy food, which the whole weird thing is like, do you have a napkin when he's trying to eat that miserable food in theirs? You know, trying to to push it off. They go run into the city. They they beat the quote unquote bad guy, which really isn't a bad guy. He just has different beliefs. Then they go to the bridge. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't have a centralized theme like the previous episode. Yeah, I was waiting for it to like pick up. I'm like, where where are you going with this? Where are you going? 
Yeah, I think it was probably something about religion, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little jab at religion, how religion's not all accurate. Right. Um, yeah. Religion versus science, maybe. Right. Could be the, the uh, lessons learned. <laughs> yeah, and another thing, too, is I, I wish they had mentioned it in the episode, but okay, we're on the edge of explored space. We run into a spaceship that's 2,000 years old, which means... You know, it's been around a lot longer than we've probably been in space or, you know, at least more advanced. Uh, why aren't we like taking, getting information from this ship? Where is it? Where did it come from? Why don't we follow the path that it came from? Why don't we head in that direction instead of like, hey, we found a new ship. Hey, we fixed it for them. All right, we're done. Oh, find out where it originated. Is that what you mean? Yeah, it's a brand new ship. This is a, a, a race of people we've never heard of, seen of. This technology, mm-hmm. it might not be as advanced as ours because it sounds like we could fix it in a matter of hours. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, we fixed your ship. Okay, we're going to let you go. Yeah, they just want to wrap up the episode, I, I think. Know. I'm like, come on, there's more here. Let's 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 follow the path where it came from. Where did it come from? You know, let's, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, we're at the edge of explored space. Let's, let's go discover new stuff. Let's do the Star Trek thing now. There are a couple of scenes that kind of bothered me a little bit. And it kind of showed the the smallness of the scenes, and that's when they had like the mob out there in front of the the courthouse or whatever it is. Uh-huh. They were just like they were very sparingly uh, had actors out there, and it didn't look very big. I know. You know it seemed like they had the same amount of people in the city as they had way out in the farmland. Yeah, that was the only thing. There was no sense of scale. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be cities with millions of people, but it looked like it was like a little rinky-dink town. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, that's the that's the thing. I'm like, this is your city. This is your town. Like, yeah, yeah. I like I said, I didn't really feel any substance to this episode. I was like, uh. it was kind of a throwaway episode. It's not a memorable memorable episode for me. No, I mean, when I was watching it the second time, I'm like, I don't remember this episode. There was really no character development. Nope. They just kind of rolled with the punches. So I think this is kind of more of a filler. Yeah. I don't even know. Was this, if this was one of those episodes that, you know, was supposed to come earlier or not? It was. Yeah. This was supposed to be the third episode uh, of season one, but they moved it to the fourth because of poor test audiences. Thank, thank and God. That, that was probably made sense. But the problem is we came off of a great episode last week. Right. And then we go off a cliff and then we're like, okay, this is just garbage. Yeah, I mean, they can't all be stars. No. <laughs> no, but this one is called. This one is called oh, uh, If the Star Should Appear. Star. Which is from what, – what, what, this is from um, – oh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Right. I couldn't even, I couldn't even get it correct. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to remember, of course, the, the episode, you know, Ed's is like, yeah, he starts putting other – writers names and whatnot in there it's like ugh. you're just like seth yeah so yeah i was like okay that's seth i'm like uh, i don't know i mean the best part to me was just liam neeson period yeah i mean i, I mean once i got to that point I'm like oh this is the liam neeson episode awesome like okay that's it trust me ask me like like when season two starts about this episode i'm like i have no clue what it's about yeah really <laughs> yeah i think this is a throwaway episode it gets you from point A to point B. There's nothing here that you need. You could you could probably skip this episode completely and just be be fine. Yeah, there was nothing that connects it to any of it, no. any of the other episodes. No, because well, because this episode would have taken place before the baby was born in last week's episode. 
which that's true, which yeah, is weird because yeah. because it starts off with uh with Bordas and and his uh his mate having an argument in bed, which kind of made it feel like they they had a baby, but nothing mentioned, obviously. All right, yeah, because they didn't cut to the baby being there, did they? No, there was no baby. They were just having an yeah. argument in bed, and he's like, "I'm going to work." Like, <laughs> okay, you sit there and you eat ice cream and watch films to make you happy. It's like, yeah, it's like. Sure. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's, it almost felt like that was like the end of last episode just carried over, but there was no baby reference. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think this is a pass on our, on our books. Uh, I think you agree with me on that one. Agreed. All right. And of course, I want to thank you for being here this week, Brian. And where can we find you online? Uh, you can always find me on either Twitter or and Instagram. It's at Brian says. Of course, if you want to leave comments on this episode or anything else we do, Email us over at sci-fi watcher at saveproductions.com or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, blah, blah, blah. All the links are at saveproductions.com. We will read your feedback in our regular full-blown episode if you send them over to us. Sci-fi watcher at saveproductions.com. Okay. I want to thank everyone out there for joining us again this week. And until next time, hope you have a good one. <laughs>